Thank you for tuning in to the Meridian Friends Church podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss any of the sermons posted each week. You can also find more information about our church at www.meridianfriends.org or on Facebook or Instagram by searching Meridian Friends Church. Now, enjoy the sermon. Well, we couldn't ask for a better way to start this worship service with that beautiful music. Amen? Well, thanks for letting me come back again. I didn't get fired last week, so I'm glad to be here. (laughs) So, you know, last week we talked about uh, when Jesus said, I am the gate or I am the door. And we talked a little bit about what maybe some of the barriers are in our lives or the doors that stand between us and our journey to God and those kind of things. And today we're going to step into um, a little further down into John into chapter 14 and This is where Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And I really just want us to just step into that this morning. And before we step into our text, uh, let me just open us with a word of prayer. Lord, I don't know that we could give you any more honor and praise than we just did in song and in our hearts and our surrender to you this morning. But we do want to invite you in, Father, this morning to speak to us, to speak to our hearts, to be present with us with your spirit, and to just reveal yourself to us and what you have for us this morning. So we thank you for being present with us. We thank you for your love, for your grace, and your mercy, and that you just meet us right where we're at. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, in our text this morning, John chapter 14. Verses 1 through 14. It says, Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? And Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. Jesus answered, don't you know me, Philip? Even after I have been among you such a long time, Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak of my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Believe in me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Or at least believe in the evidence of the works themselves. Very truly I tell you, 
Whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing. And they will do even greater things than these, because I am going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. Amen. As I was going through this passage, I'm just sinking in this for a second because there is so much to take in here. But what the Lord gave me to bring to you today is that really as, as people, as God's people, as the world, as mankind, we're really basically searching for three things. We're searching for a way, direction, a purpose, a meaning, a path. We're searching for truth, authenticity, honesty, integrity. And we're also searching for life. Life, life eternal. Or maybe just a good life if we haven't really experienced that eternal salvation. But Jesus sums all this narrative and all this passage up in one verse. John 14, 6 says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So we're all looking for a way. We're all looking for direction, aren't we? You know, it's been vacation season. Everybody's been taking summer vacations and getting out after COVID, post-COVID, post-COVID vacation. Has anybody done a Zoom vacation? <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> but maybe. I got a lot of compliments on my shirt today. You guys like my shirt? This is called a huayadera. It's a, it's a Latin, what we call, wedding shirt. It's actually considered formal attire in South America, in Cuba, that kind of thing. And so I felt inspired since I'm going to be talking a little bit about traveling and, and looking for a way, right? Because isn't that what we're looking for even when we go on vacation? We're looking for a break. We're looking for a getaway, a way. You know, there's all kinds of ways to travel. There's highways and back roads and planes, trains, and automobiles, buses, right? And the world tells us there's so many ways to get to the same place. Just ask Google. But you know, the world is telling you the same thing about ways to get to God that there's many different ways, that there's many different roads or many different paths to get to heaven. And all you have to do is just go to church. Just be a good person. 
follow all the lists of the do's and don'ts. Maybe even just choose one of the many religion options. They say there are a lot of paths, lots of ways to reach heaven. Do whatever feels best to you. Do whatever feels right in your own eyes. You know, we talked about that last week when we talked about Jesus being the door or the gate. But I want to remind you again, even in Proverbs 14, 12, it says, there is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. The world says the road is wide open. That you get to choose which path is right for you. But the Bible says something completely different. Matthew 7.13 says, Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it. Jesus didn't tell his disciples about the way, or he didn't show them to the way, or he didn't guide them along the way. He said, I am the way. So how do we know the way to God? It's only through Jesus Christ. Amen? He is the way because he is both God and man. God in the flesh, born of a virgin, to take the punishment for our sin. The only way to be saved is to be right with God, to be born again. Some people argue and say that this is way too narrow. It's too narrow of a way. But it was said in one of our worship songs this morning, it's wide enough for the whole world to come through. Amen? So instead of saying that sounds too limiting or it's too narrow, there shouldn't only be one way, we should be saying something more like this. Thank God. Thank God he made a way for us to get to him. Amen? God is always there. You know, he's always whispering to our souls. He's always drawing us to him. He's always calling to us. He's there when we're angry, when we're confused, when we're scared, when we're running from him, and even when we're just plain too busy. He's always there. He's always wanting to show us the way but we have to choose to look for him. Amen? Today we're also searching for truth. We all need to hear the truth today. People don't want something phony. We don't want a fad. We don't want a trend. We don't want something artificial. We won't, don't want just a movement or a whim. People want something genuine and real. 
I just want you to take a look around the world today in our culture. Look at our youth and our young adults. The cry for authenticity, for being oneself, is evident in today's culture. The cry for transparency and for truth is shining through on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Snapchat, and every other kind of social media. Do you hear them? They say, here I am, see me. Here I am, see me. I was visiting with a friend of mine, and we were discussing tattoos. He asked me, do you think, do you think because I've marked up my body that God could still love me? And my heart broke. That for some reason, society and culture in the world has decided to give him the impression that he's not worthy enough. I hope that's not true. That he would not be worthy enough. Because on a global scale, when you look at the nations and the tribes and the people who have marked their bodies in honor and praise and culture and whatever, I hope that that doesn't keep them from Jesus. I hope that that doesn't keep them from salvation. I hope that that doesn't keep them from heaven. Amen? Here's one thing I want to say to you about tattoos. <clears throat> I believe tattoos are an exterior reflection of what's going on inside somebody's heart and soul. You, believe any, you ask anybody that has a tattoo why they got that tattoo, they can tell you when, where, and why. My daughter Sky has a tattoo on her forearm, and it's a heartbeat that stops. She miscarried a baby. And it's a visual reminder to her of her pain. You see, that tattoo isn't for you or for me or for the world. It is an expression of her truth, of who she is. And I think we forget that sometimes, that truth isn't about what others think. Truth is something bigger, something better, something more important. Jesus said, I am the way and the truth. Did you know that truth is a person and not a concept? This means that we can never know the truth of our circumstances unless we know Jesus. Do you know that our mind and our circumstances, our friends, our family, society, and the world will tell you their truth for your life? 
what they all believe that you should be doing, who you should be. But that's not the truth. That's not the truth. Do you remember the story of the disciples in the boat on the sea in the storm? They thought they were going to die. They thought they were done for. Now sometimes we hear this story and we think of it in a Sunday school format, like a fairy tale, you know. How Jesus calms the storm. But I want you to remember that they were fishermen. They knew the sea. And they knew what conditions they were in. But they had allowed this, their circumstances to convince them that their truth was their imminent death. But they were wrong. Truth was asleep in the back of the boat. When Jesus spoke to the disciples, they saw the real truth of their situation. You see, Jesus has the power to calm the storm. He spoke and nature responded. We sometimes forget who's really in control. Often we face a frightening situation and we panic and say, Lord, save me. And God often reminds us, don't worry, I can handle this situation too. He is the truth. And the third thing is eternal life. Life. We're all looking for life. We all want a good life, right? In our text today, Thomas, good old doubting Thomas, tells Jesus that they don't know where he's going. So how can they know the way? And Philip reinforces that doubt and says, just, just show us the Father and that'll be enough. Just show us. Just show us. My friends, Jesus is life. Remember, Jesus said in last week's text, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. You see, the world's definition of life and Jesus' definition are really different. Really different. But I want to ask you something. In our text, in verse 10, it says, Don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? And the words I say to you, I do not speak of my own authority. Rather, it is my Father living in me who is doing the work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Or at least believe on the evidence of the works themselves. Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, 
and they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. You see, life abundant is in Jesus. He gives us direction. He shows us the way, the only way. So let me ask you this. Do you believe? Do you believe when Jesus says, I am in the Father and the Father is in me? Are you convinced beyond the shadow of a doubt? Verse 11, he starts off and says, believe me when I say. Believe me when I say. Now, belief is a strong word. Belief implies being convinced. Affirming and being convinced beyond a shadow of a doubt that you believe. Do you know our beliefs, our beliefs dictate our behavior? You know what you think drives what you feel? And what you feel drives what you do? And what you do results in what you have. So Jesus asked, do you believe? And then he throws a little caveat in there. Or at least, do you believe in the evidence? Do you believe in the proof? I don't know. As people, we have a hard time believing, don't we? When I think of all the days the Israelites traveled through the desert, and God fed them every day, and still they struggled in their belief. Do you believe him when he says? Do you believe in the evidence? Because in verse 12, he tells you, very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works that I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. Do you know how powerful of a statement that is? You know, as a leader, I'm all about training and equipping and empowering and resourcing and releasing people. I believe it's a wonderful model of discipleship to train, to equip, to empower, to resource and release. And this is what Jesus has been calling his disciples to do all along as he sends them out. And he even gives them this promise here in John In verse 12, very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works that I have been doing, and they will do even greater things. That's a hard belief to swallow, that I could do more than Jesus. I'm just saying, that's a hard one to swallow, right? But he even told them before, if you have a mustard seed of faith, you could tell that mountain to move from there to there, and it would go. Amen? See, in our own humanistic mind and the boundaries we set for ourselves and our beliefs, 
God says he has something greater for us. That we should believe in something bigger than ourselves. So I ask you, do you believe? Do you believe? Because Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Whoever finds me finds life. Whoever believes in me has eternal life. And whoever believes in his name will do the things that he has been doing. Do you know all that comes with a promise? In the very next verse. And I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. Amen. Friends, we're not alone. We were never meant to be alone. We were never meant to walk alone. I was always intrigued how Jesus gathered the disciples, where he pulled them from and where he got them from. I was surprised he didn't go to the church. He trained, he equipped, empowered, resourced, and released everyday people like you and I to be his hands and feet. And he says, if you follow me and if you do as I do, if you believe in me, you will do all the things that I've been doing and more. And believe it or not, friends, we have. We have done great things as mankind. We've also done some pretty lousy things as mankind. Amen? Jesus has an abundant life for you and for me. You know, our money is going to perish. Our vacations and our vacation shirts are going to perish. This will only be nice for so long, right? <laughs> Enjoy it while I got it. Beauty fades. Time goes on. But Jesus is forever. And we've put our hope and our faith and our trust in a living and breathing Savior. That's where freedom comes in. Freedom from bondage, freedom from sin, freedom from ourselves. And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Everything that you've been looking for can be found in him. All your questions can be answered by him. You don't need to look to the world for the answers that you seek. Jesus already has them. So I would encourage you to continue to turn to him. You know, we're living in some of the craziest times in history. Talking about global pandemics and the things going on in Afghanistan today. I mean, you look at the world today, and it's scary. We are living in some of the craziest times in history. So don't miss the way, the truth, and the life.
Don't miss your opportunity to continue to be in relationship to the one that truly offers salvation. You know, it's our desire and our mission and our calling here at Meridian Friends Church and at Whitney Friends Church and the Friends Churches and all the churches to help you come to know Jesus personally, closely and intimately. And we want you to know that whether you're here in the sanctuary or you're watching online, that we would be honored to walk beside you, to journey with you in this time of discovery, in this time of nurturing a relationship with a Savior who is calling to you and wanting nothing more to offer you life eternal. If there's anything that we can do to encourage you and to walk beside you, just reach out. Fill out a prayer card. Make a phone call. I'm sure anybody on the team here at Meridian Friends would love to meet with you, to have a phone conversation, to have a FaceTime, a Zoom, anything to connect with you. So just reach out. Just reach out. I want to thank you for allowing me to worship with you the last couple of weeks. It's been an honor and a privilege for me. It's been a blessing. And I just uh, thank you for inviting me in. I'll invite the worship team up to lead us in the closing song before I close in prayer. Let us pray. Father in heaven, you are such an amazing God. We're so grateful for you walking beside us and for meeting us right where we're at. We thank you for just being ever-present with us. Father, we thank you for giving us your son, Jesus, who took the punishment for our sins so that we could be redeemed back to you. And Father, for each of us here today and for those watching online and those that watch this later on that are moved by your spirit, that are encouraged to reach out. We just ask that you strengthen them, Father, and that you help those to be receptive to whoever calls or whoever reaches in that wants to know you better. Father, it is our heart's desire to come into full relationship with you, to be your children, to be your hands and feet, and to share the gospel in an amazing way. And we give you all the honor and the glory and the praise. In Jesus' name.